0: Blog Talk Radio. One heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5555. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike.
1: Yeah, Mike, this, uh, this game, I've gotten so many emails about last week's game, America's Funnest New Game Show, uh, The Secret Word that we played last week. Uh, lots and lots of fun, so we will do that again tonight. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a regular episode of FF Toolbox Radio, Red vs. Blue, High Stakes Fantasy Radio, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins. Team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. As always, joined by the big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mike, we got a lot on the slate uh, tonight. We have Dynasty Trades to talk about. We're going to talk about the baseball content that was just launched on FF Toolbox. Some of the best baseball fantasy baseball content I've ever seen. And I don't even play fantasy baseball, but I know you do. So we definitely want to get <laughs> yeah, your thoughts so. on that. I've got about 30 Dynasty Trades that have been going on. Uh, in the Dynasty Football World Championship just this week alone since we started uh, started the Dynasty World Championship for 2014 and opened up business. So yeah. we're going to talk about those and get your take on that. And then, of course, we're going to play America's New Funnest Game Show, The Secret Word. What's going on with you, my man?
2: <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what the secret word is. I, I hope it's not well because I just started out with well. But uh, how's it going, Scott? I hope everything's going uh, going well with you, uh, the family, everything, everything. Uh, everything's going uh everything's going well with us and uh we're looking forward to a great show uh a lot of content to cover uh a lot of stuff i can't believe you brought that word baseball which i love uh into the uh into the equation to the show but uh it's gonna be a lot of a lot of fun things a lot of fun things going on i i'd like to uh just kind of wrap some things things up with the uh combine if you don't mind.
1: We have, we will uh, bring up some combine that's for sure, Mikey. There was a there was a lot going on. Yeah, I don't mind I don't mind starting with the combine. We are uh, we want to break down to everybody how the uh, how the show works. First, let's talk about the sponsors. Fftoolbox.com, uh owners of the Fantasy Football World Championship uh, and Roto Bowl, the Dynasty Football World Championship, all contests that you can play on. Go head on over. To fulltimefantasy.com, you can find all the games and the message board uh, part of FF Toolbox. It's uh, it's going to be a big year, Mike. I don't know if you got a chance to catch the video, but we debuted a brand new uh, bidding software for the 2014 season. Did you get a chance to check that out? It was pretty cool, wasn't it? I, sh- I sure did.
2: I-, I love the way that uh, you know the players are already implemented into into. Uh... How you want to bid them instead of sitting there and dragging and moving and this and that? Uh, you know, I, I like that. Uh, that was very interesting. Uh, for those of you that uh, don't that haven't had a chance to check it out, you know, it, it's going to be fun, Scott. That, that's really neat.
1: We uh, we are excited about that. Offering any kind of improvements that we can for the players, uh, it's just a it's just a plus. If we can cut down the time just, it takes you. And the mouse clicks and the movement of the mouse. Mike, you remember oh, this easy. was one of my obsessions at uh, at CRF, uh, where we, yeah. we do a lot of fundraising for national nonprofit charities. And and I said, look, there's lots of reps on the phones, and we have to minimize their mouse clicks, minimize the movements of the mouse, and the and the keystrokes. They have to be they have to do everything so simple. And it's the same thing with waivers. When we have guys playing 10 and 15 leagues Gosh, uh, and, and yeah. 20 leagues, it has to be simple with as few amount of mouse clicks and find players as quick as you can and move on to the next league because that's uh Wednesday nights is, is never been busier for uh fantasy players. It's just Wednesday night Absolutely. is a grind. Friday is kind of the catch-all, catch-all to make sure you didn't miss anything or any kind of late breaking news, but Wednesday night we have to cut down on the time and we've done that. We slashed the time by I'll bet you 70%, Mike. It's incredible the changes what? we've made. Going to cut your time by back by about 70%. I'm not kidding.
2: Yeah, it's a- it's amazing. I mean, it's already right there. Your players are there, and uh, all you have to do is plug in your dollar amounts. Boom, done, finished, through.
1: Yeah, Well, and the other thing is that the, if you check out the video, you'll see that the bid amounts automatically actually go into the list, and that's huge because a lot of people, you just like to go down and pick the guys you're interested in and then set your bids because that's the way, that's the way it makes the most sense. You, you pick a couple of guys, the bids go into the bid group, at a dollar and you can go in and adjust them later. Okay. I want 20 on him, 15 on him. Oh, let's move him up. We'll worry about the order later. We're we'll worried about the bid amounts later, but let me get my guys in my list. And then I can just make my bid groups, uh, so that I can get everybody that I want, or at least have a chance to. So it's definitely going to help. It's I can't tight. wait to, 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 roll it out. Sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, that's pretty awesome. Does, uh, does that go through uh, my fantasy league, or uh, who does that? I mean, does FF Toolbox, or how does that come about?
1: Well, that's a good question, Mikey. Uh, at, F, at FF Toolbox, we're going to have our very own software for 2014. We're really excited about it. Uh, we've had a great run with my fantasy league for the last couple of years. Uh, we do have this bidding page that couldn't that can work with any software, but the the progress and strides that we've making. Look. It comes down to a couple of things. Live scoring, starting lineups, waivers, and uh, your draft room. That's pretty much it. There's lots of reports and lots of stats, but we're working with a company that's been in business for 22 years providing fantasy sports. You've probably heard of them, Fanstar. And those guys have a great software they've used for 22 years. They have over 2,500 leagues running on this thing. Lots of other companies use them. And they build software for, for companies like us. And so we sat down and started talking to these guys, and I'll tell you what, they are fantastic. Everything we've wanted, everything we've expressed for the players, they have a genuine interest in building great software for the players. That gives us tremendous cool. opportunity uh, to really design something that works for the high stakes community. We're so excited, and everything has been so simple and easy to work with. I can't believe we've waited this long to do it, Mikey. It's, I'm so excited. But the bottom cool. line is this, 22 years of stability uh, with, with the guys from Fanstar. They are building us our own software platform that is based on the backbone of Fanstar. So that gives the players that stability that they know this isn't some new software that we're launching this year. It's been in the business for 22 years, uh, and we're just right. making the user interface more appropriate for the high stakes community because we know our customers, and we know what they want. Look, last year we'd be on the radio in the morning and we'd get people uh, you know we'd be on we'd be guests on SiriusXM radio in the morning and you'd hear about our contest and people would call up and say I want to play or they'd sign up right there and say I want to play in Rotable and they'd sign up and never knowing anything about our software that's the type of person you have to cater to the somebody that has no idea what they're jumping into and so when they sit down in front of the computer it has to just be clean simple and make sense you're not there for an experience of ESPN or NFL.com, when you're in your league software, you're there for a couple of reasons. I want to submit my lineup. I want to put my waivers in. I want waivers, to watch waivers. my live story. Or I've got a live draft to do. So those things are going really well. We're so excited. I can't, well, I can't wait. I'm just, uh, we're going to launch it. As we, as we roll out these pieces, they're going to uh, be released to our players so that we can get the feedback. We want your feedback as much as possible. We want every everybody's feedback. So we're going to launch uh launch every well, single item out with with the feedback. And it's going to be a brand new experience with FFWC. You're going to love what you see, Mike.
2: I you know, I think uh you know, I think it's a fair question, though, Scott that I have to ask and I I can't wait. I mean, that that sounds really exciting. Uh I think it's a fair question uh and coming in 2014, uh is that going to be the uh profile to go to uh or is it going to be uh, MFL?
1: Well, we're using MyFantasyLeague for our 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 wind down efforts with our Dynasty Football World Championship. We will eventually move those dynasty leagues over, Mikey, to uh the FFWC That's... software. PlayFFWC.com is where you're going to go for all of your yeah. uh fantasy uh, your fantasy football action at FF Toolbox. Play FFWC. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be awesome, man. I'm like you though. I like the combine action. I like what I saw. Uh, there's a couple of winners and losers here that I wanted to get your feedback on, Mikey. Uh, sure. Since you wanted to start with the combine, uh, yes. Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, and Marquise Lee. Which one do you want to talk about there? Uh,
2: well, actually, I think all four. One. In my opinion, uh, less is more. Sometimes, uh, actually, I would really like to talk about uh, J. J. Danio Clowney. I mean, even though he's not a, a position player, he's going to make a big difference. I was Im- totally impressed by his uh, his forty. Uh, Johnny Manziel, this guy, he's an enigma, so to speak. But I'm really uh, I'm I'm impressed with uh, Johnny Manziel and what he's doing and the way he's handled himself after uh, all these off-field uh, things that's gone on. So, uh, you know, the, the combine itself uh, was, was solid, and I've heard a lot of interviews, ex- exit interviews, and they continue to impress Johnny Manziel.
1: Well, look, he's going to get his chance. He's going to be drafted. There's a lot. Of quarterback needy teams at the top of the draft. We know that, right? Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Oakland, Cleveland, Jacksonville, uh, and Houston. And all of those teams need quarterbacks. And there's three really good ones uh that will be up there and being drafted. My prediction is that my boy Teddy Bridgewater does not go first. I think it's very hard to turn down Jadavian uh Clowney uh yeah. for him from South Carolina. The guy is an absolute monster. You pair him with JJ Watt and Andrew Luck's going to be miserable for the next 10 years. I mean, that's just the type of guy. That 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 tandem right there with Watt and Clowney would be disgusting. Yeah. So I don't think you can turn down yeah. that opportunity. When St. Louis gets on the clock, I really think that they should move on from the Bradford experience, but they're not going to. They're going to take an offensive lineman. The offensive tackle Greg Robinson from Auburn makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, so I think they will. Uh, bearing a, a trade, They could trade the pick, but bearing a trade, I think that they will take offensive line help. Then we get down to Jacksonville, Mikey, and that's when it gets interesting. Do they go Bridgewater, do they go Bortles, or do they take Manziel? And this is going to come down to personal preference and the one-on-one connection that that, they make with the GM, Dave Caldwell. And I really think at the end of the day, Bridgewater will be the guy that returns to Florida – and coaches the Jacksonville to, <laughs> quarterbacks
2: the Jacksonville Jaguars. he, he or, might he might end he up with a couple of good weapons too
1: in Blackman and shorts
2: yeah i mean you know it's going to be a it's going to be a tough situation but uh the one thing about it is quarterbacks these quarterbacks in this draft are few and far between uh Bortles Bridgewater Menzel i mean Man, you better jump on them, and you better make sure they're right. Though they they got to be right for the situation. I'm sure they uh, all these teams have done a lot of work through the combine, uh, but every you know they got their pro days coming up. The pro days that's going to mean more, I think, than the uh, than the combine. So uh, it's it's going to be tough tough to uh, separate every quarterback and uh, how it's going to come out. But I still. I still say, at the end of the day, Bridgewater is a better quarterback.
1: So that's uh, yeah, that's going to be it's going to be real exciting. We have till May to debate this and talk about this, and we have the mock drafts going on at uh, FF Toolbox that you can get in and take. But you know, you have Cleveland there, you have Oakland, all lots of good players there. You're going to have Sammy Watkins going, Jake Matthews, the offensive tackle from NAM yeah. will go. You have Khalil Mack, the linebacker from Buffalo that might go up there somewhere. And then you have Minnesota that needs a quarterback more than anybody. Uh, so when you have offensive coordinator Norv Turner, he's accustomed to working with that pocket passer type. And and I think that Manziel uh, might be a little, you know,
2: not, multi-dimensional. Not him.
1: Multi-dimensional yeah. for that. So it might be Bortles there if he lasts. But, man. Bortles put on such a show, I could easily see Cleveland taking him and not letting him get past number four. And Bortles with uh, Gordon and Cameron makes a very nice improvement for those for those couple of young guys. Okay, Mikey, uh, I want to bring up fantasy baseball. And this is your opportunity to shine, my man, because I don't play. Uh, straight up, FF Toolbox launched a ton of new content. Every team, every player, projections, and bios for 2014 from one of the best high-stakes players, uh, baseball players on the planet, Sean Childs. There's nobody that I would rather have. And when I sat and thought about our baseball coverage, and I said, you know what? If you Google baseball ADP, fantasy baseball ADP, FF Toolbox comes up number one. That's the power of FF Toolbox, right? So I said, we have to expand our baseball coverage. We have to give the world high-stakes coverage they can count on for baseball. And, Sean, we talked to Sean, and he said, you know what, I'm ready to go. And I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to get Sean, give Sean a platform that he can shine. Have you seen the amount of content that is on FF Toolbox now for fantasy baseball? Every team, every player, along with ranking every position in the top 250, Mike. Give me your thoughts with the content that we've put out there for 2014. Yeah,
2: it's, pretty, it's really outstanding because uh, I posted that on a uh, on another website. Uh, first off, Sean is—I mean, he's spot on. He knows what he's talking about. He's very good. Uh, the one thing about baseball is you just have to—I uh, mean, it's the most resilient competition, fantasy competition that you can ever think about. It goes on and on and on for weeks and weeks. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at right now, Mike Trout, uh, Miguel Cabrera, Clay Kershaw. I think that might be a little high, but, uh, Evan Longoria, Hanley, and, you know, I'm looking at the players drafted, uh, you know, are not drafted, but, uh, you know, his ADP and it looks very good. I mean, it's, it's, it's spot on Scott and it's, it's a very tough, uh, very tough contest. And, For those of you uh, that have never tried baseball, give it a shot. Give it a shot. And it'll it'll open your eyes up uh, to the fact that uh, football is a walk in the park compared to this stuff.
1: Yeah, it sounds like the consensus players, Mike Trout, Miguel Cabrera, Paul Goldschmidt, Chris Davis, those are the the way the drafts have been going. But when you look at – Uh, Sean's ADP, and then you start to read the bios, and you say, okay, why does he have some of these guys up there a little higher than the traditional ADP has it? Uh, For example, he has Kershaw at number three, where Kershaw's been going around the 11th pick overall on average. So you're like, hmm. So if you put on the Dodgers, and then you go to Kershaw, let's go to LA Dodgers here, LA Dodgers,
2: and well, we go to Kersh-
1: just- we we scroll down to Kershaw. I'm just showing everybody what they do here. Where where is uh is Kershaw? Th- 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 where is he? Who's he play for? I don't even see. I don't even know. <laughs>
2: Kershaw. Kershaw plays for the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had the number one overall pick in our last uh, Saturday draft with the yeah. uh, uh, the first pitch, and you know it was uh, it was fun. I mean, I went ahead and took Mike Trout, which is a five tool player. Basically, that guy, he's going to hit uh, 340. He's going to drive in uh, over 100. He's going to hit 30 home runs, and he's going to steal over 20 stolen bases. I mean, that's a five-tool player. Uh, the guy can do anything he wants to. Miguel Cabrera, solid player all the way along. Now, when you're drafting these guys in baseball, you've got to figure out when you want to take your pitcher. Who is your stud pitcher? you got Clayton Kershaw. Absolutely. Stud pitcher, without question. And then you Darvish. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think uh, FF Toolbox uh, profiled him last year, you Darvish. And he is a stud profile pitcher. I mean, he's a stud pitcher. So it's just, uh, you know, when you want to take your pitchers, because baseball is very difficult, because pitchers are they're kind of a rare type of breed the starting pitcher and the relief pitcher.
1: Let's look at his article called Outfield Sleepers. If you click on the Outfield Sleepers, I think this is always interesting to read his sleeper articles. On the left-hand side, you see the 2014 Fantasy Baseball articles. He says, Trout should yep. really be the number three hitter for the Angels, but that plan will have to wait one more season in order to create as much value for Trout. L.A. needs to have a quality bat leading off, and they really need a solid Option hitting ninth in the batting order. Bear is a nice major league hitter, but his on-base percentage is only 317 in his career. Cole Calhoun gave the Angels 195-plus at-bats in 2013. He showed upside and power and a willingness to take a walk, 9.5%. His K rate, 18.5%, was about the major league average. He has a career 317 hitter in the minors with 55 homers, 263 ribbies, and 45 stolen bases and 1,300 at-bats. He had a solid walk rate, 11.9% in the minors, which gives him more upside in this area than in the majors. In his limited at-bats 50 against lefties in the majors, Cole hit 340 At AAA in 2013, he hit four thirty-nine sure. against left-handed pitching and 57 at-bats with three home runs and 16 ribbies. His skill set probably isn't built on being a leadoff hitter, but he does enough things well that he compares to be the best option in the team after Trout. He goes on and on and on. Cole is an older prospect with low upside tools, but he has great character and smarts. I expect him to be undervalued on draft day, especially if he does get a chance to bat at the top of the order. Mike, what is it? That's Cole Calhoun. I got comments
2: about that. Uh, I like Cole Calhoun. Uh, He's like Billy Hamilton of the Reds. Uh, You know, he's got all kinds of possibilities in AAA, AA, but when you get to the big show, it's a totally different story. Billy Hamilton, uh, the Reds are showcasing Billy Hamilton as uh, their center fielder because they couldn't resign uh, sign Soo Chu. So it didn't work out. So they're going to try Billy Hamilton to hit. Uh, Cole, Cole's the same way. He's he's I mean, he's got a ton of ability, but it's a <laughs> – I mean – Hitting major league pitchers on a day in and day out basis is totally different than hitting minor league AAA pitchers on a day in and day out basis.
1: Yeah, well, that's why these are that's why this is a sleeper column. You know, you're looking for those sleepers: Cole Calhoun, Adam Eaton, Byron Buxton, George Springer, Logan Morrison, Jesse Winker, Chris Davis. Look, Gregory Polanco. Oscar Tavares, Corey Dickerson. Does the average baseball fantasy baseballer, do they know who all those guys are, Mike? Yes. Okay.
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. I know who uh Byron Buxton uh, Byron Buxton is right now because uh I can't wait because he's going to be explosive. Uh it's just those guys that are just waiting in the wings to get the chance, to get their chance to uh from to move from uh Triple uh, A to uh, or from Double AA, A, Triple A to the major leagues. But yes, the, uh, the the fantasy baseball fan knows who these guys are. The the average baseball fan probably not, unless you know their team specifically. Like I'm a Reds fan. Uh, we got a guy. We got a pitcher named Davis Stevenson. He he kicked fast. I mean he. I mean, he is going to rock and roll when he comes to the majors, but it's going to take a couple of years. So, but uh, your your fancy players like uh, you know Eric Baldwin, uh, uh, uh Perry Van Hook. I mean, these guys, don't know them. Absolutely, by the way. Yeah,
1: yeah. These guys, these guys are very good. Well, listen, lots of content. Every batter, every pitcher profiled, just like I told you with stats in the past. I think you'll absolutely love. Uh, The profiles, if you're a baseball fan, there's tons of new content here with all the articles, all of the team previews and profiles, Mike. This information, to be honest with you, is premium content. This content is being sold on other websites. It's free at FF Toolbox. We negotiated free content uh, for this baseball. But to be honest with you, the wealth, the amount of information that is on this site and, and who it's coming from, it should. This thing is. This should. This thing should be worth no less than forty nine ninety five to a high stakes player, and that's and that's, well, on the, should, that's on the low side. Yeah, it
2: should be Scott. And I'm gonna uh, wrap this up uh, because you, you got the greatest mind in baseball, uh, Sean Childs. I mean, this guy's awesome. So I mean, how can you not uh, subscribe to something that uh, Sean Childs would say? I mean, <laughs> he's good.
1: Yeah, he, he really is. He's won at every level, made a lot of money. Uh, okay, that is the baseball stuff. Head on over there. You will really enjoy it. Let's talk NFL for a second, Mike. Uh, a couple of kickers got re-signed. Graham Gonneau, uh, for Carolina. He's back. Jets re uh Nick Foles. Let's talk about Jimmy Graham, Mikey. He was tagged as a franchise player. We yeah. kind of knew it was going to happen. He was yeah. balking at it the whole time saying, franchise me as a wide receiver because wide receivers make more they franchised him as a tight end. We knew that was going to happen, so that is over. We look for Graham to have another huge year. Unless, what are the odds that contract talks get screwy for Jimmy Graham?
2: You know, I I don't think so. I, I think he'll take the high road. I think he'll keep on going. Uh, I think him and uh, Drew Brees and that entire New Orleans uh, offense and defense, you know, they've got a, kind of a chip on the shoulder right now because, you know, last year was just kind of getting moving back into back into normalcy after uh, Sean Payton uh, after his uh, sus- suspension. So, you know, I really see a big year out of that entire team. And uh, Kenny Britt, oh wow, I can't wait for this guy. But uh, you know, I I think I think everything's going to be fine for this year.
1: All right, Mikey, it's time for America's Funnest New Game Show for the last half of the show. Go ahead and put oh your phone boy. down. I'm going to give America the secret word. You got? Your, go ahead and put your phone down. Tell us, tell us when you got it down.
2: Okay, got it down. Down.
1: All right. The secret word is like. Like. Every time Mikey says the secret word, you take a drink. It's pretty simple to play. Okay, Mikey, you can come back to the phone. Mikey. Mikey can Hello. come back to the phone now. Okay, all right, you're back. All right, all right we're playing Secret Word with America at home. Uh, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent here part of FF Toolbox how we and do Red last week on Red. How many I, how
2: many times did I say well?
1: Oh man, I, I lost count, man. They every time you said well they would put it uh, they they'd type in the, the, the chat room. Uh, they'd type drink in the chat room. So uh, everybody has your drink. You have your ice, good, you better have good, your good. You, drink. You got thirty minutes left to play with Mikey. Uh, the secret word, America's funnest, newest game show. Uh, you can play at home. Uh, okay, Mike, let's talk. Uh, we, we've got more news here. Jeremy Macklin re-signs with the Eagles, one year, $5.5 Good move uh-huh. or bad move for Jeremy Macklin, considering they have Deshaun Jackson and Riley Cooper?
2: I think that's uh, bad news because of the contract that Riley Cooper got. I mean, <laughs> They they set up Riley Cooper really nice and uh, so they're they're looking uh, they're looking at uh Riley Cooper in the guy and uh, maybe Jeremy Macklin not and so that that's kinda if I'm a Jeremy Macklin fan or owner, I'm gonna I'm like, Wow, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this guy.
1: Yeah, look, I think it's uh look, if Macklin can stay healthy there's no doubt that he is, a, uh, he is a major fantasy factor. You know, that's the bottom line. If he can stay healthy, but it's just not been his M.O., Mikey. He has not been able to stay healthy in college right. at, at Missouri. He comes into the NFL, has the exact same problem. So let's hope he can. If he, He's got Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a top five fantasy quarterback from the, here until the rest of his career, period. From what I saw from him, the way he airs it out, Chip Kelly, as long as he's there, Nick Foles is a uh, top five fantasy quarterback yeah. as long as Chip Kelly is in Philly, so it's that easy. Uh, Nick Foles, if you have him on your dynasty, if you don't have him, trade for him because he's going to be uh, the bomb. Yeah. Dennis Pitta signs a five-year deal with the Ravens, and this is such an important piece to Joe Flacco. We've talked about it uh, all year, last year, and we're going to continue to talk about it. Dennis Pitta is the the stir, uh, the straw in the drink, right for uh, for Joe Flacco. Yes, Torrey Smith is a fantastic weapon on the outside, but you need Pitta in this offense to make it work, and they need that backfield situation to get cleared up. If they can get that offensive line rolling again, which they should address in the draft, you have Pitta back, you have Flacco, you have Torrey Smith. I'm just saying there's a chance for this team to be back to where they were in relatively short order.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, that can happen real quick, Scott. Uh, The one thing about it is Ray Rice. I'm sorry, but Ray Rice is going to be a big uh, enigma, so to speak. I mean, is, is, is he going to play? Is he going to be there? Uh, right now, it seems like everything looks in order uh, because he, he catches so many passes out of the backfield, Ray Rice does, that, you know, it takes away from Pitta. Pitta is a solid tight end, a solid guy that you can rely on for five for 85 every week and you might get a TV out of him or two every week. So, you know, if, if Ray Rice is out of the equation, wow, Petta's draft stock moves up big time. Uh, if Ray Rice is still in the equation, I think Peta's still solid.
1: The Giants announced this week the offensive coordinator, uh, Ben McAdoo, said he's going to build this offense around Eli Manning. And, and, look, it's the right thing to say, this is your franchise, uh, Eli is uh, had a terrible year. He's done this before, and he's turned it around yeah. the, in the in the following year and won Super Bowls. Uh, he didn't have a run game to speak of. Projecting the lineup for the Giants is futile. We really don't know what we're talking about here. David Wilson, we don't know if he's ever going to play again, and if he does, what's it matter? But look, there are some reputable sites out there still projecting David Wilson as the starting running back. It looks like they're going to let Nick's walk in 2014. That means... Cruz will step into his role right at the, as a slot receiver. You'll have Jarrell Jernigan on one side, Reuben Randall on the other. Which one of those wide receivers do you like? Uh, which one do you think? Jernigan was very hot at the end of the year. If you were a dynasty player, Reuben Randall obviously has more trade value at this point. Yeah. But which wide receiver do you think Jernigan can actually uh, be the guy there? He looked awfully good late in the season.
2: You know, I, I think uh, I think Reuben is going to be very uh, very tough to beat out in that situation. Um, this team is a on again off again team, and you know
0: they're.
2: I mean, they, they'll make their head scratch. I'm, I'm scratching my head right now just thinking about them. It wouldn't surprise me if that team next year goes. You know, uh, they throw up eleven and six. Something like that, or eleven to five. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they can be that good, but they can be that bad as well. Um, but I still like uh, I still those wide receivers. There's I like Randall, I like Jernigan, I like them Uh It just depends on who's going to be. I, I still think uh, Reuben Randall is going to be a stud in the NFL, and I don't think Eli Manning's days are over. So.
1: Mike, i got a couple of options for you. The word on the street. Now, let's remember, Jarrell Jernigan, big last part of the season over the last three games of 2013, 19 for 237-2. Very good stat line considering the state of that offense. For him to put up those kind of numbers, it was pretty darn impressive, Mike, because nothing was going right for Giants. Wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, anything. Nothing was going right. Eli was lucky to put up 150 or 200 yards in a game. So for him to put up 19 for 237-2, and two, Jernigan was the offense. Uh, but let's be real here for a second. If you're, if you're the Giants, you don't go to war with Jernigan and Randall as your wide receivers with Cruz in the yeah. slot. You need a guy to replace Nix because, look, let's face it, Nix had his run, but it's, it's time for him to move on and get a contract elsewhere, probably like the Jets or something, right? Uh, there's two options yeah. for the Giants as I see it. One, the talk of the town is James Jones. James Jones is going to be handed his walking papers in Green Bay. We'll talk about the the state of the Green Bay wide receivers in a second. But James Jones is a potential free agent target for Eli Manning. The second is they can go ahead and address this in the draft. I'm not sure this is the right move for the Giants, but they may target Mike Evans in the 2014 NFL draft, one of those wide receivers, those marquee wide receivers. And Mike Evans might be a difference maker – uh, for them, Mike, it's just when you could well, target a wide receiver, this is a very good wide receiver class. He ran yeah. a 4-5-40 uh, for a guy that's six-five-two thirty. So you need a replacement for Knicks? How about a blazing fast six-five-two hundred 230 pounds wide receiver from Texas A&M? A and m a 4 540 for this guy, Mike. He is a huge winner of the combine. That would be a big right. move for the Giants.
2: Well, one thing about it, uh, I think they'll have to move up to get him. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Peyton Manning or uh, Eli Manning still has a lot left in the tank. Eli Manning is a very good quarterback. He knows how to win big games and just games in general. Uh, to get to get somebody like that, they're going to have to move up. I I I, I still think they're going to have to move up in the draft. They're going to have to. I, I they
1: they've got to do it. And, All right, let's let's, let's this was, is how we do this, Mike. You go to FF Toolbox, you go to your NFL Draft section, and uh, we we look at um, we look at these receivers. There's Mike Evans. You click on Mike Evans, his name, and it says he's going uh, the most popular teams that he's going to: St. Louis, 22%; Baltimore, 14%; Detroit, 9%; and the Jets, 6%. Ranked number six on our top 100 prospect board, which team do you like there? The Rams, the Ravens, the Lions, or the Jets? Which one makes the most sense for the, for those teams?
2: Honestly, uh, Detroit. Detroit or uh, Baltimore. Knowing
1: that
2: – yeah, Detroit or Baltimore. Knowing that I've got uh, a solid quarterback foundation behind me. I've got Flacco. I've got uh, Stafford. Absolutely. You know,
1: I do like I do like St. Louis going after and getting some weapons because I don't think in the offense is really ready to roll. If they got, if they took that second look, they could trade down. If if somebody's really desperate for a quarterback at two, I'd make Jacksonville pay. You know, or I'd make I'd make one of these teams pay to get that pick. Right? I don't know what you get, but there's so many wide receivers in this draft. You could probably make them pay. You could probably get, you know, Cleveland's other second, you know, first-round pick if, if you really wanted to because right. there's such a move uh, to get up there in that one or two pick. So if you, do, if you do keep the pick, offensive line for St. Louis makes sense. And then at the 13, man, if Mike Evans is still there, how do you turn that down? I just – look, the Giants yeah. are at 12. If Mike Evans is there at the 12 pick, I don't think it's a good move for Detroit. I just don't like to see Detroit take more big wide receivers. They've already got Calvin. What do you need another big six five two hundred and thirty pound wide receiver for on the other side? You already got one. It doesn't. You don't need two for an offense. Let's not get greedy. You know Why I don't not? see another team. I don't see another team huh. taking Evans at that high. But the Giants, I could see it at twelve, and the Rams at thirteen.
2: Well, let, let me ask you this, Scott. Uh, when you're drafting, do you take the best player available?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what
2: if if Mike Evans, if, if, if he is your guy, would you take him? If you're an owner of a team, would you say, you know, even, I, even though I have Calvin on my right, man, that sure would be attractive to have Mike Evans on my left. Would you take him
1: if he's there? Well, look, again, I think I would trade down if I were the Lions in that position. I okay. think Mike Evans is the sixth or seventh best player in this NFL draft. He's that good uh you have Sammy Watkins up there who some people don't think should be there that high they think that it could be my, that it should be Mike Evans there's another name that everybody should be talking about and will be talking about Mikey now we've talked about Marquise Lee a little bit but don't discount what we saw from little Odell Beckham Odell yeah. Beckham not only he this guy has not only speed he has track star speed Mikey one of the and he can run the routes. This is this is going to be an exciting well, little player to watch here, Mike. Odell Beckham uh, is, yeah, is a player, five eleven, one ninety three from LSU. Look like just a slot wide receiver, but you know what? He's he's a, he's bigger than a guy like T Y Hilton, but he has T Y Hilton speed. So if he goes to the right team, and here's the team that I announced for him, Carolina Panthers. Carolina yeah, Panthers perfect, at the end of the perfect, draft. Perfect, don't they need perfect. a first don't they need a, a real yeah. good wide receiver to make up for Steve Smith? They need that. Yeah,
2: the, Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean Steve Smith can coach his kid and uh I mean that's what Steve Smith would be to him and uh you know, that would be awesome. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities there.
1: Uh okay, everybody's talking about it in the chat room here. The uh, America's funnest game show we're playing with Mikey. The secret word, if you listened earlier, uh, you know what the secret word is, so you can sit there and actually play this game at home. I want to know what it is right now. Come on, dude. All right, Mikey, I'm going to give you two options here. Uh, Actually, three options. Marcus Lattimore, San Francisco running back, looks like he's going to be a clean bill of health, close to 100 percent expects to be cleared to practice when the OTAs begin on April 21st. Mikey, I've been waiting for this for a while. Now, I just want your prediction. Three choices. LaMarcus Lattimore. Break out this year, break out next year, or never break out.
2: Wow. Um i You know, I'm a LaMichael La- James owner and uh so many uh So many leagues, and I I just...
1: That's not working out for you.
2: No, it's not. It's not. It's not working out at all. Uh, Marcus Lattimore, uh, if he stays healthy, this guy can be something else. I mean, he can be be a real special back in the NFL. Uh, I will say uh, next year. I won't say this year, but I will say next year. I'm not going to say never, because the kid has worked his ass off. And I I really... uh, I appreciate that. That, That's something else. You know, it's one
1: of those injuries that you'll always remember. And for me, I'll always remember where I was when I saw him suffer that that last injury in 2012. You know, back in 2011, he tore his ACL. He came back, rehabbed, was ready to go, started strong, and then suffered in that game a torn ACL, PCL, and LCL in his left knee. So he first tore his right. And now he just tore up his left knee completely. Uh, but when you see him run, there's a lot there that just reminds you of the the power and speed and moves of an Adrian Peterson for me. I just, I just really enjoyed watching him play. It'll be interesting to see what kind of a back he returns to. But I'm predicting that he will make a dent in Frank Gore this year, Mike. Frank Gore had some serious signs. We've always, asked, we've always thought about when the Gore decline was going to happen, right? And this year, you started to see those signs, finally. This was the year you started to see those signs for Frank Gore. He's not a player you should invest in. Uh, he's, I mean, if you haven't already sold him in Dynasty, good luck trying to. Uh, he had a few good games, but, Mike, he's running, against, he's running behind one of the best offensive lines, the best offensive line in the league, Only averaged 4.09 yards per carry. Now, again, with that offensive line, he dropped from 4.7 to 4 flat. And if you look at his touchdowns, only 2 in the second half of the year. 7 in the first half, 2 in the second half. And he's not getting the receptions anymore. He only had 16 receptions total. So, Mike, the time has come and gone and went for Gore. You know... And, and that's
2: uh, that's funny you brought that up, Scott, because it's a classic example of a person falling in love with a player, whether it's Frank Gore or a uh, wide receiver, quarterback, what have you, falling in love with a player and wanting to hang on to him and hang on to him. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah, I should have I should have dumped Gore uh, two years ago, to be honest with you, but I didn't do it. And, uh, so that's part of uh, dynasty uh, evolution, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I could write a book on dynasty evolution, and uh, just saying, you know, these are these are the mistakes that I made, and this was this what needs to happen moving forward. But uh, that'd
1: be Gregor, that'd be a big chapter, uh, Mike. That mistakes you've made, and dy- that'd be a really big chapter.
2: Oh, huge, huge. I mean, it, it's bigger than War and Peace.
1: But, Who else would uh, like to see Mikey write a book, though? I'd love to see. Would this have pop-up pictures? Would it have kind of like the little pop-ups and or and you know or the, how about the little holes where you put your finger through and you kind of have a uh, you know uh, finger fighting or puppets this, you know kind of going on a puppet show going through the holes in the book? Would it be one of those? You got that trying, right. to right. This is what, what you need to do.
2: <laughs> but I mean, really, Scott. I, you know, I, I'm such a novice, I, I consider myself a novice at the Dynasty, but I've been doing it for years and I'm still stupid. So, I don't know.
1: Who <laughs> do you like more this year for the bigger fantasy year, Mikey? Uh, Dez Bryant or Brandon Marshall?
2: Oh, wow. Uh, i got to like uh, Brandon Marshall. I'm I'm just so down on Dallas right now. Uh, Yeah, I like like Brandon Marshall. I still see too many other options for Dallas, Uh, Chicago. Yeah, I like Brandon Marshall. Uh,
1: The opposite is true for me. I like Des Bryant. I think Marshall had a fantastic year last year. I do think that Cutler is is going to uh, rebound and and if he can stay healthy. 100 receptions for Marshall, nothing to scoff at, 12 touchdowns. He's still going to get his. But I kind of look at Des Bryant as kind of fading down the stretch, and he still had a fantastic year. 93 catches, 1,200 yards, 13 touchdowns, a monster year, and in comes Scott Linehan. And when you have an offensive coordinator like Scott Linehan, who really made Calvin the focal point of the offense and made sure that the best player on the team got the work he was supposed to. I think this is a year for Dez to really take advantage. If the back problems aren't serious, I think Dez could have okay. a very big season, challenging for the number right. one wide receiver role in 2014. And he's got some names to contend with, with Demarius, A.J. Green, Calvin,
2: yeah.
1: and Gordon, a lot a lot of big names up there near the top. But I'll bet you by the end of the next year, Dez is a top three wide receiver.
2: Um uh... I I hope I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But I don't think so. I don't think yeah, so. I, Romo, Romo's gonna have confusion. a resurgence.
1: Romo will have a resurgence with uh with Scott Linehan. That is uh Yeah it's well, just a... Go ahead. I've
2: been I've been hearing that a lot with uh Romo and stuff. You know, Romo can do so many things, uh you know, I believe in Dallas. I, I believe in what they're doing, but uh you finish eight and eight for so many years in a row, I'm I'm about sick of it. So AJ Green.
1: <laughs> yeah, Romo did not have a good year, finished as the 13th best quarterback, but I think he can get back up there in that top ha- top half of the top that top 10 there with with a pass happy offensive coordinator like Scott Linehan. It'll be interesting to see. Uh Bryce so Brown fun? is on the trading block, Mikey. Bryce Brown is one of those handcuff running backs that Never really got his opportunity. Back in 2012, he averaged 4.9 yards per carry. Looked really good in the relief duty that he did get, but last year didn't really get things going in that offense. Averaged 4.2 yards per carry. Fell behind Chris Polk. Do you see a home for a Bryce Brown? Is there a back out there? Uh, let me let me throw a name at you. Uh, which running back do you believe in more? Let's talk. Let's talk Bryce Brown. Or let's talk Andre Brown.
2: Hmm. Uh, wow, that's tough. I would go. I would go with Bryce Brown. Uh, yeah, I'd go with Bryce Brown because uh, the offense has uh, more, much, much more chances to be uh, electrifying and uh, score. Yeah, I, I'd go with Bryce Brown.
1: And it's a little tough to see where he will end up. There's there's not yeah. uh, a, a team like Cleveland Let's could definitely uh, use a use a back like Bryce Brown. They have that Deion Lewis there as well. Uh, Jared Boykin is moving into the number three receiving role for Green Bay, Mikey. They're going to let James Jones give him his uh, walking papers and let him go. So you're going to have Jordy Nelson uh, and Jared Boykin. Uh, and Randall Cobb. Those are going to be your your big three wide receivers for Aaron Rodgers. We don't know the status of Jermichael Finley, so when you have Eddie Lacy, who kind of does it all back there, power back and doing it all, these three wide receivers with James Ooh. Jones leaving and, and helping right. Aaron Rodgers, right. the Green Bay wide receiver staff uh, elevates tremendously. So I think
2: big if
1: you're in a dynasty league right now, Jordy Nelson is probably undervalued if he's not a top 10 wide receiver, because uh, he should be. And Randall Cobb, uh, should be a a top 10, if not top five wide receiver with Aaron Rodgers. So Mikey Jarrett Boykin, I'll bet you he's in the top. He should be in the top 25 and probably you could steal him for a song right now.
2: Absolutely. Uh, the reason because Eddie Lacey exploded, uh, once Eddie Lacey exploded, then that makes them wide receivers so much more valuable. And, uh, You know, the third one, which would be Jarrett Boykin, or the fourth one, Jarrett Boykin, they're thinking, okay, well, you know, we got a guy, I mean, he's talented as hell. But, you know, we can't put him in front of uh, Randall and and these guys, so uh, what are we going to do with him? So, I mean, (laughs) Jarrett Boykin, if you have Jarrett Boykin, man, that's a good thing.
1: Uh, let's see. Other news that's not really news. Sean Green is the starter in Tennessee, 5'11", 233 pounds. We've seen this before. Uh, he had his opportunity in New York with a great offensive line, didn't do a lot with it, but he did look a little bit better than Chris Johnson last year for whatever that's that saying. We... Huh?
2: What's his age? How old is he? Sean Green? Just oh, man.
1: Yeah. That's a good. That's a good question. If anybody in the chat room knows, uh, I don't know. What is, what is he? Twenty-eight. I want to say. I wanna he, say
2: we, we know the over and under for running backs is thirty. So I, just, I was just kind of curious. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was born in '85, so uh, yeah, I was right. Twenty-eight. He'll be he'll be twenty-eight in August. No, he's already twenty-eight. He'll be twenty-nine in okay. August. Yeah. Okay,
2: nope. so he's done.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you know, that, he, he might have one I'm of those years. He might have one of those years. Look, I, I do like the wide receiver growth there. Kenny Britt will say bye bye, but you 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 uh you have whoa
2: whoa 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 whoa
1: Kenny Britt bye bye. You think so? Yeah. They're, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, they're not they're not keeping uh they're not they're not keeping a Kenny Britt. No 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 no. Um, this, this is he expects to be a number one for a team somewhere, but. I think he's uh, he's expecting that uh, about you know three years too late you know this this is not this is not time for a Kenny Britt discussion. There are wide receivers on that team that I do like. I think Justin Hunter is grossly undervalued. Yeah. Kendall Wright like is an excellent wide receiver. He's a he's going to be a reception hog once again. Uh, but. Justin Hunter is the big play wide receiver on that team that you do want to target. Uh, We talked about Knicks. Monty Ball, another player that very likely you can get for a a little bit cheaper than you probably should. Considering the opportunity that he's going to have, Moreno's going to get his walking papers. Monty Ball, uh, look, everybody's going to value it differently. But since he hasn't put up the stats yet, you may be able to find an owner that doesn't value him where – he should, and where you should value Monty Ball is a top ten running back, dynasty running back. And I don't think I think he's going to be outside. If we look at our dynasty mock, Mikey, um, yep. let's let's pull that up while I'm while I'm uh, while I'm bringing it up. Where where do you where, what do you think about the prospects for Monty Ball next year? Obviously, it's got to be it's got to be a top ten, right?
2: Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, I think he'll be just outside of that, but he'll be pretty close to it. Yep. All uh, right. Let's see. You know. I – I mean, I like Uh, NoShawn. You know, it's kind of like the conversation we had earlier today about uh, Gio and uh, Le'Veon Bell. I Mm -hmm. mean, I really would like to hear uh, some people talk about uh, Giovanni Bernard and Le'Veon Bell and how they they mesh. I mean, who is better than the other? I mean, that's going to be tough.
1: You know what's interesting. I watched this mock draft that we did, the Dynasty Football World Championship mock draft, uh, real quick. I will let everybody know that uh, the Dynasty Football World Championship uh, signups are underway, and we are we're going to be opening up six leagues in the off season, at least six. We hope for six. We had about fifty signups uh, for pre signups reservations on the board, so we're hoping for six leagues. Uh, we based our prize structure on that. Uh, but in that mock draft. In that mock draft, I took Monty Ball at RB twenty in a Dynasty mock startup, Mikey. It was interesting that he just continued to fall uh, around the the realm of Moreno and Ben Tate. I was I was really shocked by that. So I I don't see Denver doing anything else but giving Monty Ball uh, uh, an opportunity. Now, let's real quick before we get too far and uh, in, in deep into that last story. Eric Decker says he wants to play. If you're not going to sign me, Denver. Then I want to go play with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck and the Old Colts organization says, "Bring it on, baby. We will take Andrew. Uh, we'll, we'll take Eric Decker all day long." Eric Decker to the Colts, Mike. Monster move if that happens.
2: Yeah, absolutely. No question about it. I mean, Andrew Luck would love to have Eric Decker.
1: And maybe Jesse James will get to go to some of the Colts games there too. Um, <laughs> also, there was this draft that we were in. And all these Dynasty trades are going on, and I traded for Shane Vereen. I think he's a top ten yeah. running back in Dynasty, Mikey. What we saw yeah. last year was incredible explosiveness, and all he needs is a bigger, little bit more of an opportunity. And I think as the year went on, we started to see that happen for him, right? So Right. But- the the team sorta of played out the hand that they were dealt and started deal going with a, a LaGarrett Blunt, but Ridley kinda of wore his welcome out there. And I think that Vareen in a bigger role next year will clearly be worth the price I paid for him. I gave up the one nine and the one eleven for Shane Vereen in the twelve fifty dynasty FFPC draft.
2: Uh oh, too much? Man. Just right? I, too little I I think it's a bad move. Uh Never draft a Patriot. Never take a Patriot, no matter what, because we know Bill Belichick's system. We know what he does, and that's just me, Scott.
1: Well, so you you didn't like – you you didn't enjoy seeing Randy Moss with the Patriots there for a while? Or Rob Gronkowski? Or Wes Welker? No,
2: no, no. I didn't. I didn't. I mean – I, you don't, I don't like, like winners? You, you, you don't Patriots. like winners,
1: Mike? You you, you got something oh, against I love winners?
2: winners? I love winners. And Bill Belichick is a complete winner. But he's not a dynasty football or a fantasy football winner. He can less. about fantasy football. Who do, you, who
1: do you like? If you don't like my guys in the top, who do you like in the top ten?
2: Well, I have no idea.
1: Any running back. Give me a name. Give me a – Somebody tell me somebody you like in the top ten. Who do you like?
2: I've already, I've already told you, Geo, and uh, I, I, I like Geo. I like Le'Veon uh, immediately, right away.
1: Yeah. Okay. Those are those are those are really easy, Mike. Way way to bring the fantasy content tonight. Couple of big trades that went down: Kendall Wright, the three four and the four four rookies for <laughs> Vincent Jackson in the four two. That's kind of a lateral move. Not a lot to talk about there. One six and the one nine rookie. Two really good rookie picks. One six and one nine for Randall Cobb. I think Randall Cobb getting Randall Cobb for the one six and the one nine. I mean, those are good picks and all, but give me Randall Cobb all day long for that. That's that's not enough. Uh, for, for
2: I don't that. know one system one nine isn't too bad.
1: One nine injury prone. Listen to this trade: one nine and a two thousand fifteen first rounder for Joyke Bell, Edelman, and the one twelve. Okay, so the one nine and the one twelve, you're getting a little bit of a bump there. You're getting a next year first for Joyke Bell and Edelman. I, I kind of like the Joik Bell Edelman one twelve side.
2: I, yeah, I like Joyke I do Bell. too. Yeah, yeah, I do too.
1: Jamal Charles. This is a this is a doozy. This one went down in the Dynasty Football World Championship League yesterday. Last night. Somebody says, hey, I'm ready to deal Jamal Charles. Somebody Should says, be, okay.
2: Because uh, Niall Davis is ready to
1: go. Well, he had Niall Davis too. So he packaged Jamal Charles, Niall Davis, Kendall Wright, Jared Cook, Jock Quiz Rogers, the two ten and the three six. So let's make sense of that. Charles and Davis, nice combo. I mean, a real tough combo to trade. Along with Kendall Wright. Pretty much everything else there, the 210, the 3-6, Jared Cook and Rodgers. I'm going to act like it doesn't even exist. So Kendall Wright and Jamal Charles for the 1-1 rookie, the 1-3 rookie, the 1-6 rookie, and the 1-9 rookie. Woo! Wow. Wow. So, So let's just say it's Sammy Watkins. Let's say it's Mike Evans.
2: Evans, yep.
1: Let's say it's Bisanke. Great running back, man. He looked fantastic at the combine. And uh maybe maybe Kadeem Carey gets back up there. Maybe uh, you know, there's there's gotta be another running back up there. Maybe the the, the Hill or uh Lake Seastrunk or something like that, but uh it's a it's a heavy wide receiver draft, so you're definitely getting two Dominant wide receivers for Jamal Charles and Kendall Wright. Man, that's a big one. We don't see those every Ed, day.
2: No, you don't. No, that, that's that's a, that's a blockbuster right there.
1: All right, guys, it's been a great show. Uh, go on over to fftoolbox.com. Go to the message boards and the forums. You can want, read all about the Fantasy Football World Championship. The drafting goes we have going on, a regional draft. You can draft against Mikey. He needs some teammates. Come on, man. Uh, in mean, that, that, that regional draft out. and go, we've got a hardcore draft. We're ready to start up. A little bit bigger price point, $250 price point. And, guys, if you're not playing NBA yet, play NBA. Click the link in this chat, in this chat, in this draft room. Click that link. Get an account. Sign up. Tell me who you are on the, in the draft room, and uh, we'll, we will take you on, uh, on uh, just about every night of the week. That's all the time we have. Mikey, good luck to your Wildcats, my man. I hope they turn things around. We'll see you next week. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.